It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to Tuesday. It is Tuesday, right? Yeah, welcome in. Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio Tuesday, April 19th. The uh, M&M Carnage hotline will be closed for the first portion of the show. You can hit me up on the Thornton's text machine, 502-414-1450, 414-1450. Don't forget Thornton's is the perfect stop for all the best pick-me-up items you need to get your day started, like fresh coffee and delicious donuts. Visit our friends at Thornton's and hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Jody Demling, Cardinal Authority, will join me in about 12 minutes, 11 minutes. Uh, he's uh, I got a window here. Uh, to talk to Jody, he's got a call before the show. He's a Zoom after the show, so we'll try to get him on and get him off of here as quickly as we possibly can. But I got a lot of questions about um, Louisville football, Louisville basketball. I really just want a Kentucky Derby horse, to be honest. I mean, I can ask him about Kenny Payne and Nolan Smith and whether Justin Perez is a good fit for the director of basketball operations of Scott Satterfield's season and needs to be a good one even though the recruiting class for the 2023 year is good what can we expect as far as transfers into the Louisville basketball program for this upcoming season I got a lot of questions to ask him but I just want a derby horse I'm not gonna lie about it he's uh he's had a history of picking winners for the uh run for the roses and I just want to pick his brain for that. So we'll talk to Jody here shortly. Um, NBA playoffs, great again last night. Philadelphia is up 2-0 on Toronto now. Golden State is up 2-0 on Denver. Dallas, even their series with Utah. I was two out of three on my picks yesterday. Uh, the only one I missed was the late game. I had Denver plus the points. Uh, but Golden State, look, Steph Curry coming off the bench for the second game in a row. 34 points, maybe the best bench performance that we can remember in a long time. And Golden State looks dangerous. They look dangerously good. They just look dangerously ept. I mean, inup's a word, so ept has to be a word, right? How about adept? They look adept. Uh, the small lineup, when Steve Kerr has gone to the small lineup, unstoppable. Uh, Jordan Poole had... 29 last night. He's starting in place of Steph Curry, and he's playing great. He's the number one free throw shooter in the league, which translates into he can also shoot the ball from outside. They don't miss a beat when Jordan Poole's in the game, and when they go small with Poole, Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green on the floor at the same time, so far, and it's an early sample size, so far, they have been lethal. Curry with 34 off the bench last night. I felt bad for Nikola Jokic. He had 26 and 11. He's not getting a lot of help from uh, Aaron Gordon or the rest of those uh, Denver teammates, Monty Morris. He's not just he's just not getting a lot of help. Not getting enough help to even stay in the games. And it sort of boiled over during a timeout. Jokic headed to his bench. Uh, cross paths with a warrior who obviously said something to him, and Jokic wanted a piece of him. Steph Curry, a couple of warriors stepped in, 
calmed Jokic down, which I think was a good thing. But they'll go to Denver Thursday for game three. Uh, it feels like this is a foregone conclusion, and it wouldn't surprise me if Golden State just won the next two in Denver. They look that good. 126-106 was the final last night. Uh, that's, you know, it's not the Kevin Durant 73-win Warriors. It's not. It's nothing close to that. But in this day and this year of uncertainty over who's the best team in the NBA, I think Golden State has absolutely put their name into the coffer. We we talk about Phoenix in the West. We talked about Memphis. We've talked about, you know, Miami, Philadelphia, Brooklyn, Boston, till we're blue in the face in the East. We've sort of forgotten about Golden State. They went half a year without Klay Thompson recovering from his injuries. They went a quarter of the year without Draymond Green. They went a stretch at the end of the season without Steph Curry. I think those guys played a total of eight or nine minutes together all year long due to their three various injuries. But now here they are. They're back together. Draymond Green's running the show out top. They got Andrew Wiggins, who you forget about, along with Jordan Poole. You just forget about those guys. Wiggins had 13-8 and eight last night. Clay Thompson had 21, didn't shoot particularly well last night. Bijalika off the bench is is formidable. Kaminga, uh, his stat line yesterday was a bunch of zeros. I mean, he didn't do anything. Uh, I don't even know. I didn't even notice him on the court. And he's been a huge part of this season. He played four minutes last night. Unimportant minutes, uh, as it turns out. But Steph Curry off the bench, 12 of 17 from the field, 34 points, three rebounds, four assists. Uh, Gary Payton, the second, gets a little bit of run here and there. He played 18 minutes last night. But, look, they're they're formidable. They're going to score. Here's the thing. All year long, they're a great defensive team. Great defensive team. Top-level defense. And that's what Steve Kerr – hung the hat on for this team all season long. He didn't care about the offense. And I think we realize now he knew the offense was going to be there when it had to be. you got to win with defense. When your best shooter is out for the last two weeks of the season, you got to win with defense, your best player. When your defensive lockdown guy and your point forward is out for a third of the season, a quarter of the season probably, then you got to rely on other guys to play defense, other guys that aren't guys that are going to run the show like Draymond Green does. And when you're missing Clay Thompson for the first half of the year, who's going to shoot the basketball? Now, Jordan Poole has stepped into all of those roles and been really good in them. Now he is the free man. He is there when they're double-teaming Steph. He is there when Draymond's running down the lane looking for a shooter. He is there when Clay Thompson is double covered or can't get a shot off. He's the forgotten guy in the offense. And he had 29 points last night. He was uh, 10 of 16 from the field, hit half of his 10 three-pointers. He doesn't miss free throws. I mean, if you're 
game planning defensively for Golden State, number one, find Steph Curry. Number two, find Klay Thompson. Number three, don't let Draymond Green get into any kind of a groove offensively, especially distributing the basketball. Jordan Poole is at least number four. Maybe he's five. Maybe Andrew Wiggins is the fourth component that you want to slow down. But Jordan Poole has been incredible. He is playing at an all-star level. And if this keeps up, I don't know how you slow this team down. They don't. They haven't scored a ton of points all season long. They average 123. Now, that sounds like a lot, but for Golden State, that's not a lot. They give up 107. Yeah, that's good defense. And defensive, you got to play defense in the NBA to get where you want to go at the end of the season. It's that simple. And they do. Phoenix does. Miami does. Boston does. Those are the teams that – that are going to have a shot to get to the finals because it doesn't matter how many points you score, you have to stop the other team. Minnesota doesn't stop anybody. Memphis doesn't stop anybody. Golden State stops people, and they are dangerous. All right, let's go to the Eminem Cartage Hotline. Let's bring in Jody Demling, Cardinal Authority. Jody, how are you today? I am. Uh, I'm great. You know, defense no. does win champion. Defense wins championships, right, John? It, uh, apparently. Uh, you're a busy man. Def- I'm, I'm on the defense here because I got to get you off the air by twelve twenty-five, right? That's, that's the goal today. <laughs> it, it, it is the goal. I got. It, it's. I'm. I'm squeezing you in between two Zoom calls, so we're we're good. We're all good. Full introduction: Jody Demling, Cardinal Authority, uh, two four seven Sports, also a horse racing whisperer. I guess I'll call him golf aficionado. I don't know what else to call you. You do it all. Uh, I could lie and tell you I want to talk about U of L football basketball. I just want a derby horse. Do you, do you have a derby <laughs> I, horse yet? I knew you. I knew you did. Look, it's if you do, I, you I can just text it to me. You don't have to tell everybody on the air. I just want your. No, derby I horse. think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a fascinating derby because, you know, first of all, it it, it does kind of stink that like I think like I you know friends of mine who are coming in to cover it national guys are. I mean, they want to focus on Bafford, and, yeah. and it's going to be that's going to be the talk. It's it just it, it it is the way it is. It's going to be that way, and there's no way that we're going to there's no way around that. Okay, we're just we're not going to get yeah. we're not going to get around that. So that's going to be the talk. But I think this is a fascinating derby for a number of reasons, and the, one of the one of the things is you know how in the past in few years we've had you know Pletcher will have five horses, or you know Brad Cox has four or five, and you know, uh, you know, Gail Romans one year had three, and just different different trainers kind of dominate. And this year, if you look at the top ten in the points, I believe it's ten different trainers. Correct. And there's a few trainers in there that some people, the average horse racing, the average fan is going to say, "Well, who's that?" Yeah. Kind of thing. And, <laughs> and I think that's good. I think I think that's good for the sport, and I think it's good for um, I, I think it's good for where we're at in. Uh, in 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 the Kentucky Derby because we've had favorites win, you know the Derby ha- has been dominated by favorites in the last couple of years. After we've said that, well, they can't, you know, they can't win forever, you know, kind of thing. They've run well, and, and, and it might not have been the number one favorite, but it was one of the horses that you kind of thought would could win the race. So I think this year is very it's very open. Uh, I mean, look, yeah, you, you have to love Epicenter. 
I mean, you have to love everything that he has done. But, you know, I look at a horse like, uh, you know, Mo Donegal, who won the wood, or Cyberknife, um, and, and, and horses like that that uh, in Zandon who are pretty good horses that I think um, I, I think they have a chance. I'm, I'm excited to see uh, over the course of the next couple of weeks how they train, you know, once they get to Churchill and what they kind of look like. And uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a year that we see – you know, some real, not maybe not, you know, Country House long shot, although Country House still didn't win the Derby, but at least he got paid to win the Derby. I guess he, he was put up there. Uh, but some horse like that to uh, to win the Derby. I like Messier early. I'm early on Messier. That's, uh, it's, uh, I was on Messier, you know, probably a couple months ago, kind of kind of backed off a little bit when you didn't know what was going to go on. And, uh, and yeah, I think he he's going to be, he's going to be ready for this race. It's going to be, right. uh, and it would be, you know, it would be kind of fitting for a horse that was in Baffert's care to win the Derby this this year, wouldn't it? You know, it would yeah, be kind of fitting. It would be fitting. All right, let's talk about U of L. I only got you for a few minutes here. Who's Justin Perez, and why is he uh, qualified to be director of basketball operations? Help well, us, help I mean, us dir- old guys out with this. Director of basketball operations is such a uh, a crazy, crazy kind of position anymore. You know, it used to be where director of basketball operations was more about um, basketball uh, than anything. Uh, and, and I'll even, I mean, not even just basketball, but football. Now it's its more about, you know, I mean, you know, if if the, the director of basketball operations or the guy who was, uh, you know, has, is doing that now is, it does video, does analytics, does all kinds of things and not just like, and not really even on the floor kind of stuff. Just a guy who is uh, involved in a lot of different things, social media and, uh, you know, recruiting aspects of things like that. So a lot of coaches have gone away from getting the guy who – and Justin Perez might aspire to be a basketball coach. A lot of these guys do eventually once they're in it, but but they start out as a guy who, you know, he just graduating from law school. is a smart dude. Who uh, has got a lot of connections with his mom and his dad, and uh, uh, they're both involved in Rock Nation, uh, and, yep. and, and and he's a guy that uh, you know knew Kenny uh, Payne from from the New York Knicks. He was an intern with the Knicks, and um, you know it's a it's a great hire from Kenny Payne. I mean, like I said, I don't know if Justin Perez aspires to be a basketball coach down the line, uh, but he is a smart young guy who is very well connected. And that really is what you want with your like your basketball ops guy now is uh, is a guy who can who can pull some strings in other ways other than being on the court where they're limited in what the, in, in what they can do. Um, you know, everybody talks about his mom and and she is uh, you know the president of Rock Nation Records, but but his dad might be even maybe more influential because he's the founder and the president of Rock Nation Sports, and from what I understand, is really close to Jay-Z, like like one of his really good friends. So, um, you know, there's all kinds of things uh, and connections with this. Um, it, it, I tell you one thing it does for me, it makes me kind of excited for what the heck is going to happen at Louisville Live next year. <laughs> all right, is this NIL-induced, though? If NIL was not a thing, would this be the hire? Oh, I think this would be the hire. Yeah, no, I don't, okay. I don't think this is. I don't think this has and look the NIL thing. People get caught up in it, and it, it's it's it, NIL is there. NIL is being used by 
coaches the way that it should be and the way that they can use it. But it, just because of, of a hire or just because of this or that or the other, it, it always doesn't mean NIL. You know, I mean, I've, I've, I've heard that now with, you know, a lot with football, with this whole California movement that's going on. And, and yes, a lot of it is NIL related, um, but, but people are like, oh, Pierce Clarkson's dad is an Adidas guy. So it, it, it's not it's not Adidas doing the NIL stuff. You know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, it, it's the, it's the university and what people, um, and, and people around here and, and, and companies and corporations and that kind of thing can do with that. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's, I, I think this would have happened no matter what, this is the right yeah. move. It just, it just helps the fact that, uh, you know, I doubt that we'll see like rock nation, pour a ton of money into Louisville basketball. I just, I, I don't, I don't think that that is probably what's going to happen, but the relationships and the, um, and, and, and the relationships and the whole just um, aura of having them and having someone like Justin on the staff is enough that it will pull some kids and do some things. Look, this is not about, this is not about, this is about NIL, but it's not a totally 100% about NIL. It's right. more about the relationships that, that, than anything else. Are we uh, phasing out the importance of shoe companies? Uh, I don't think so. Um, I, I, I really don't because, I mean, if you look at, um, you know, if you look at this weekend and uh, the shoe companies are always going to be really, really, really involved. And if you look at this weekend, it's the second evaluation period of the spring there there are two in april and then there are two in july um there um the nike one is in indianapolis the adidas one is in spartanburg south carolina and the under armor one is in kansas city and there is a great divide i mean uh the talent level the talent gap between the nike event and the others is large yeah uh, the talent gap between the adidas and the under armor is large i think um when you look at it um, so yeah, they're always we're always going to have the shoe companies, I believe, in there. They're always going to be very, very important. And as long as the AAU scene or I, I, look at the AAU, the amateur athletic union people get it, get mad when people say that because it's really not the AAU scene. It's it's the travel ball season. People call it AAU ball, but right. AAU ball is very structured and very uh, and very rigid. The travel team ball situation and circuit. As long as it stays like it is right now, you're going to have shoe companies involved. All right, I got a million questions. I got to uh, knock down to a couple here because we got just a few, a couple of minutes left. Why is nobody talking about the fact that DJ Wagner can actually go pro instead of go to college? He can go straight to the NBA once the rule changes. Uh, I, th I think we're missing that. Am I wrong? Yeah, no, I don't. I, I mean, I, I think fans don't really want to talk about that. And I think that, um, um, you know, some people, I, I mean, I think it's always been there. Um, in my mind, it's always been there. And in my mind, it will always be there. Uh, I actually can't wait to see him in person for the first time this weekend in Indianapolis. I think it's going to be, you know, exciting to, to be able to, to get your eye, you know, my eyes on him physically, like in person kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I think it's there. I think it's always been there. Um, I just wonder, um, you know, the the family is su is set up such to where they've got so much basketball in their background 
I just have to wonder if they're not going to know, hey, it, it's that's really hard to do, and do you want to be that guy to do, the next guy to do it? Because you have to live up to the previous guys. And there yeah. are a couple of previous guys that are still playing right now that, did, that didn't play in college uh, that you have a pretty high bar to live up to. <laughs> so I, I, I'm interested in seeing how it's going to be. And, and I just know – um, mom and dad are very influential with him, and mom and dad are also very basketball savvy and smart. And, and he's got a lot of people around him that are savvy in, in basketball. And that I, I just w- have to wonder if that's not the case to where, you know, let, let's let's do the college thing for one year and then and, and then go and, and, and try that. We'll see. Any idea who you think the uh, third assistant coach might be before this is all said and done? I've heard so many names, and quite honestly, yeah. I listed on our board at Cardinal Authority, I think I listed eight names that, that I had heard, all the ones that we've heard. And I'll be honest with you, I I wouldn't be shocked at this point if it's not one of the names that we've heard right now. You know, he is – Kenny is very, very secretive. He wants to be very, very well, secretive. Well, he is. Um, he wants to have – you know, the, the Justin Perez thing is kind of funny. Um, people are like, well, he wasn't secretive with that. Well, you're, yeah, that's, that's, that's not the – the assistant job. I mean, Justin Perez was at the Danny Manning press conference the other day, kind of standing in the back of the room. So people were, you know, nobody really knew who it was. It was kind of like, who is this guy, you know, kind of thing. And I, I just, I, I think he's so, so secretive um, that, that I have to believe that it's not one of the names that we've heard out there right now. And uh, it'll be, it'll be very interesting to see um, who it is. And it'll be very interesting to see, when did it happens? You know, I mean, I mean, because I've had some speculate people speculate that maybe it's somebody in the NBA. Well, if it's somebody in the NBA, the season is just over for a lot of those teams. But there's several teams out there that are that are still playing, and some of them are going to be playing for quite a while. So if this thing goes on a lot longer, then I think we'll know that it's probably someone who's out there still playing. All right, my alarm went off about a minute ago, so I just want to let you go. I don't want you to miss your Zoom call. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. We'll be in touch. Thank you, buddy. Yep, talk to you. Jody Demling, Cardinal Authority, 247 Sports. Always good to get his uh, perspective. He is, uh, he's got his ear to the ground here and his nose to the grindstone. Mentioned he'll be in Indianapolis for the travel ball circuit this weekend to see DJ Wagner. Um, I just – I brought this up. Last week, I think, I, the NBA rule is going to change. This is the last draft where the one and done is going to be a thing, that you have to go to college for a year or you uh, you can go to the G League, but you can't go to the NBA. Next year, you know, 14, 15 months from now when the NBA draft is held, you're going to see high school seniors drafted in the NBA draft to go pro right away and at this point I don't see any reason why DJ Wagner wouldn't possibly be one of those guys um, it's it's an interesting dynamic because World Wide West was always in the Calipari, the John Calipari um, inner circle now he's he's also in the Kenny Payne inner circle so um, everybody had assumed forever that D.J. Wagner, if he played in college, would go to Kentucky. Now everybody assumes that if D.J. Wagner uh, p- plays in college, he's going to go to Louisville. It's uh, fascinating. Fascinating. I didn't get to a bunch of questions I wanted to ask Jody, but we'll, we'll get to them eventually. All right, we'll take a break. 
uh, up against it. Big X Golf Cards are ready. The card features Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. You can play these great courses for under $25 a round with the 2022 Big X Sports Radio Golf Card. Get yours today, BigXSportsRadio.com, or you can call 812-725-1457. You can play these five courses, Chariot Run, Old Capital, Elk Run, Valley View, Christmas Lake, under $25 a round, card included. Supply is limited, so get yours today. We'll take a break, come back with more. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Eminem Cartage hotline is now open, 384-1450, to join in on the conversation, 502-384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Download Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app today for great offers and savings on fuel every day. That's the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app. Download it today and hit me up on the Thornton's text machine, 502-414-1450. Reminder, no Spears on Sports tomorrow. Uh, the Bats have an 11:05 game tomorrow against the Iowa Cubs, so uh, we're preempted by that. We'll be back Thursday uh, in our regular slotted time. Bats baseball tonight, 6:05 against the Iowa Cubs. Um, 5:35, I guess, uh, pregame tonight. Douglas shaking his head yes, so uh, you can listen to the Bats as they return home today after a six-game road trip to Omaha, six-game homestand. Starting tonight, all six games against the Iowa Cubs. Uh, Louisville-Kentucky baseball, 5 o'clock tonight at Jim Patterson Stadium. If you're looking for something to do, it's a gorgeous day out there. A little nip in the air. Uh, Probably going to be windy tonight, but uh, if you're looking for something to do tonight, 5 o'clock, Kentucky and Louisville at Jim Patterson Stadium. A little fun baseball rivalry in the middle of all of the basketball and football nonsense. (laughs) <laughs> I, I'm a little preoccupied. I got a fantasy golf draft tonight, and uh, I'm nervous. I came in eighth in the first half of the season out of 11 guys. So that's not good. I'll have the fourth pick tonight. Justin Thomas will probably be gone. Uh, I'm guessing John Rahm will be gone. I'm guessing maybe Scotty Scheffler will be gone. So I got Morikawa. I got Dennis, uh, uh, Dustin Johnson, Cameron Smith. I don't know where to go. I don't know where to go, but uh, again, it's on my mind. I can't, I can't, uh, I can't get it out of my mind. I right, back to the NBA. I talked about Golden State's win. Philadelphia was uh, at least as impressive last night as the Warriors were. One twelve ninety seven over Toronto. Now Toronto shorthanded. Uh, Scotty Barnes went down in Game One with a bad ankle ankle injury. He did not play last night. Uh, may miss the rest of the series, and I don't know how much longer the series is going to go. Philadelphia with a 112-97 win. They take a 2-0 lead in that best-of-seven series. Joel Embiid, 31-11. Tyrese Maxey backed up his 38-point performance in Game 1 with 23 last night. And Tobias Harris, forgotten man here, 20 points, 10 rebounds, a double-double. Um, I gave you the Sixers last night. Give the points. Uh, that turned out to be a good pick. Um, one of my two two winners out of the three games. Game three Wednesday at 8 on NBA TV. Look, I don't see a lot changing in this series. 
I don't know uh, what Philadelphia will be favored by in Toronto. Uh, now, one thing that will change is that uh, one of the Sixers won't be there because of health and safety protocols. Uh, Thibel, the small forward, Matisse Thibel, will not be able to uh, play. He scored five points last night off the bench, played 10 minutes. I think they kept him out mo- a lot of this game just to see what the rotation would be like because he's normally in the Philadelphia rotation. He got one vaccine shot. I think it was Pfizer, but he didn't get the second shot. So he can't travel to Toronto. He can't play. If he goes to Toronto, he can't get back out of the country for, I think, two weeks. You know, this this happens. Uh, we saw Paul George miss the Clippers playing game the other night because of self uh, health and safety protocols. It's rare now. It doesn't happen a lot. Most of these guys are vaccinated. I'm I'm waiting now for it to happen to Kyrie. I'm waiting for it to happen to Kyrie. He gets tested and he tests positive, and all of a sudden, you know, the Nets are without Kyrie Irving. That's why I wouldn't bet on the Nets to to win the NBA championship, because what happened to Paul George the other night could happen to Kyrie Irving. In a heartbeat, unvaccinated, he doesn't even have one dose. Tybal at least had one dose. I don't know why you get one and not the second. Did you get sick after the first one? Did it hurt? I don't know what the what the logic would be to get the first half of the vaccine, the first shot, and not get the second shot because now the Sixers are going to be without Mark, uh, Matisse Tybal in games three and games four, and if they play in game six in Toronto. Um, James Harden, 14 points, six rebounds, six assists. Only took nine shots last night. He was a distributor. The Philadelphia team now, they're a three-headed monster. They're a three-headed monster with Harden, Embiid, and Maxi. Throw in Tobias Harris. He's the fourth wheel. Uh, and he played great last night, 7 out of 11 from the field. It's a dangerous Philadelphia team. I said this yesterday. Philadelphia-Miami in round two is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a, a series that I think will go the full seven, and we'll see ebbs and flows. Miami will play great one night, and they'll play bad one night. Philadelphia, same thing. And it'll be 3-3, and they'll go back to Miami for game seven. I don't know. Anything that would stop that from happening except for perhaps a major player getting injured or being put in COVID protocol. Dallas beat Utah last night, 110-104. I said to take the uh, Mavericks and the points, they're a desperate team. They still didn't have Luka Doncic last night. So the thought process was, how are they going to win without Luka? And this is, they, they have home court advantage in this series. They don't now because they lost game one. But they started the series with home court advantage. Luka, if you forgot, had that calf strain in the last game of the regular season. Didn't play game one. Dallas uh, kept it close, low-scoring game. But yesterday, Jalen Brunson channeled his his, uh, inner Avenger, I guess. Career high, 41 points last night for Jalen Brunson. 41. Also had eight rebounds. Had five assists. 
Um, and Dallas, again, they still only win the game by six. They get out of there with a six-point victory. Um, Brunson was a 15 of 25 from the field, six of 10 from three-point land, hit five out of seven free throws. Maxi Kleber had uh, 25 off the bench. Donovan Mitchell, 34 in a losing effort for Utah. Uh, the Jazz led this game by seven at halftime. Uh, they still led by four going into the fourth quarter, but it was all Dallas in the fourth. They outscored the Jazz 33-23. to Game three is Thursday on NBA TV, 9 o'clock. This is a... This is that series that they put on NBA TV, right? It's not on ESPN. It's not on TNT. You know, who are we going to put on NBA TV? Well, Luka's not playing the first couple of games. It's Utah. It's Dallas. Man, let's just throw that one on NBA TV. Nobody will pay attention. Well, they're right. Nobody does pay attention. You probably didn't know that series was tied at a game apiece heading into game three Thursday at nine on NBA TV. But it is. Now Dallas has to get Luka back. They are they they will scratch and claw and and Brunson play great and they somehow get a win. They get the split at home without Luka. If they go to Utah and still don't have Luka, this is over, folks. This is over. Remember, Dallas is the higher seeded team here, and they were at home and they were five six point underdogs in both games, at home with no Luka. Everybody has a, a running mate. Steph has Draymond and Clay. Uh, Joel Embiid has Harden and Maxi. Dallas has Luca and question mark. Last night it was Jalen Brunson without Luca. Maybe it's Spencer Dinwiddie once in a while. He had 17 last night. But without Luca, Dallas doesn't go. They, they probably don't win another game in this series if Luka doesn't play. I will take a break, come back. I'll give you picks for tonight's game. Three game twos tonight in the NBA. Uh, Atlanta, Memphis, and New Orleans all look to bounce back. I'll tell you what to watch tonight. That's a, that's a segment I've gone away from, but there's something on ESPN tonight that I want to watch. Now, I won't be able to because I'll be at a golf draft. But something on ESPN tonight that I'm going to DVR that I want to watch, I'll tell you what that is after the break. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Eminem Cartage hotline is open, 384-1450. To join in on the conversation, 502-384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Hey, don't forget the uh, Big X golf cards are ready to go here. The card features Chariot Run, Old, Cap Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. You can play these great courses under $25 a round, cart included with the 2022 Big X Sports Radio Golf Card. Get yours today at BigXSportsRadio.com, or you can call 812-725-1457. Again, Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake, under $25 a round, cart included. Get yours today. Supply is limited. Uh, what to watch tonight? Shark. 
on ESPN. It's a 30 for 30. It's brand new. 8.30 on ESPN. It's the, story. it's the Greg Norman story, basically. Two-time major winner. He won the British Open twice. But I think they're going to focus mainly on the blown Masters. The, uh, the Masters that he had the big lead, six-shot lead, I think, going into the final round and hit it into the water. Ray's Creek, number 12, had a terrible day. And uh, what Greg Norman's doing now. Now, Greg Norman, he's fine, okay? Don't think that Greg Norman's not doing okay. He's got uh, an unbelievable brand management company, the Shark brand, uh, that you can you can get online, you can buy hats and clubs and all kinds of things. But that uh, 86 Masters, I think it was 86 when he finished tied for second, um, yeah, that's going to be the, 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 uh, crux of this show. He's a world golf hall of fame member, uh, two time again, two time major champion, but uh, he is currently CEO and chairman of Greg Norm, the Greg Norman company, a global corporation with a portfolio of companies and in fields, including apparel, Interior design, real estate, wine production, private equity, and golf course design. So he's doing fine. Don't shed a tear for Greg Norman. Remember when he married Chris Everett? Chris Everett Lloyd, Chrissy Everett, tennis darling. I think they were married for a couple of years. Yeah, he's on his third wife now, but he's been married to her for uh, 11 years now, I think. But uh, anyway, Shark tonight. The sh- uh, Shark is the name of the documentary, the 30 for 30, 830 on ESPN. All right, uh, let's give you some winners here. I know Buckster from uh, Shively is waiting on these. Uh, first game, early game tonight, 730 Atlanta uh, at Miami, TNT. The uh, Heat had their way with the Hawks. Remember, Trey Young for Atlanta was uh, had eight points. He made one field goal in the game, didn't make a three-pointer. Miami's a seven-and-a-half-point favorite tonight. This is, to me, another one of those games where you look at it, and Miami, if they play Miami basketball, they're going to win the game. But Trey Young's not going to go one for 12 again. He's not going to go 0 for 7 from three again. Uh, Atlanta at least keeps this close. It would not shock me if the Hawks actually won this game. Miami still doesn't get any respect. They don't. I don't know why. I don't understand it. They were the number one seed in the East. Uh, They play great defense. Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, fantastic. Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson off the bench, had 27 the other night. It's a really, really good Miami team. Uh, But they don't get respect, and guess what? I'm not giving them any either tonight. Because I think Atlanta's got John Collins back. That helps. He's finally close to being healthy. Uh, Played the other night in game one for the first time in forever. I just think Atlanta bounces back, and and Trey Young, I think, has a good game. Remember this. Trey Young led the league in points this year. Not scoring average because a lot of these guys take nights off, load management, all that stuff. He, He played more games than anybody. So he led the league in points scored, and he also led the league in assists. 
Nobody's done that since Nate Tiny Archibald did it back in the 70s. So Trey Young's a great player who, play, who, who had a horrible game one. I think he bounces back tonight. I don't know if Atlanta wins, but I'm taking the seven and a half. Second game of the night, 8.30. This is where we go to NBA TV again because, uh, you know, it's not a marquee game. Minnesota at Memphis. The T-Wolves went into Memphis and stole game one. I expect Memphis to be out for blood tonight. Um, they're the two seed in the West. They certainly didn't play up to that in game one, but I think John ja Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., they all get going tonight. I do still think Minnesota scores a lot of points. They don't defend, but they score a lot of points. And I think they keep it fairly close. Again, I'm going to take the six and a half here. I think Memphis wins the game, but if they win the game 130 to 126, then I win. And that's about what I think the score will be tonight. I'm going to take Minnesota, Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards together. That is a terrific one-two combination. And I probably had it backwards because right now Anthony Edwards is the best player on that team, without question. Uh, I think they keep it close. Maybe they steal another one in Memphis. So that's the first two games I'm taking the points. Atlanta plus 7.5 and, and Minnesota plus 6.5. I'm giving the points in game three, New Orleans at Phoenix. Uh, this series is – you know, destined to be 4-0 or 4-1. Phoenix not going to lose at home. They only won by 11 in game one. By the way, they were 10.5-point favorites. Uh, and Vegas knows what they're doing. They're 9.5 tonight. I expect a bigger margin of victory tonight. I expect Booker to play a little bit better. Chris Paul to still be Chris Paul. Aiton will play a little better as well. New Orleans – they're just overmatched in this game. And Phoenix plays terrific defense. I know Zion Williamson wants to play. He's not playing. He's not going to play. If And I know he's doing 360 dunks in warm-ups and putting them on social media and showing everybody how physically ready he is to play. I don't know how many times he'd get up and out of court without wheezing. And if you're the New Orleans Pelicans and you're playing Phoenix, you know the outcome of this series, with or without Zion Williamson. You're not taking a chance on him getting hurt again in a playoff game in a series that you have 0.4% chance of winning or whatever it is. So I'm taking Phoenix tonight. I'm going to give the uh, 9.5 in that one. So there you go. Atlanta, Minnesota, Phoenix. Those are your bets tonight. Uh, again, play Cautiously. Don't play haphazardly. Uh, baseball last night. Well, the Reds took a lead. That's actually breaking news. The Reds had the lead last night. They led one nothing in the first inning over San Diego because of a uh, home run by Tommy Pham. Reds had the lead. Break up the band. Now, you got to tell the rest of the story. Manny Machado hit a two-run homer in the bottom of the first. San Diego led 2-1. They never trailed again. And the Reds lost their seventh straight, 4-1. Uh, they are now 2-9 and nine on the season and have lost seven straight since Phil Castellini made his infamous comments about fans, uh, you know, if, if you, who are you going to root for? I mean, what are you going to change teams? What are you going to do? Basically, what are you going to do? 
We're going to put whatever product we want out on that field. What are you going to do? Now, Nick Lodolo, I will say this, showed me some stuff last night. Uh, five innings, six hits, three earned runs, eight strikeouts. He's 0-2. His ERA is eight. I get that, but he's young. He's got a live arm, and I like what I saw. So when you when you factor in Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo as your two young starting pitchers, Tyler Molly, who hasn't pitched great so far, Louis Castillo, who's coming off an injury and hasn't been on the mound so far, the starting pitching for the Reds is not awful, and it shouldn't be awful. And it should compete and keep you in games. And Nick Lodolo did keep them in that game last night for five innings. It was 3-1 to one when he came out. They just can't score any runs. That's the thing. They cannot score any runs. They scored eight runs in the four games, three, five, six, seven runs in the four-game series in L.A. against the Dodgers and one last night in game one against San Diego. It's not the pitching staff's fault, especially the starters. Not their fault. Um, Ray Ray San Martin goes for the Reds tonight. 940 start. He is 0-1 with a 614 ERA. Joe Musgrove for San Diego, 1-0, 142 ERA. Um, I don't know what let, let's check the odds on that game because San Diego's got to be a huge favorite in that game tonight. Uh, and they should be. They are uh, minus two ten. The Reds are plus one eighty. There you go. Uh, Freddie Freeman, well, he had a moment last night against his old team, the Atlanta Braves, before the game. Uh, the Freeman family was down on the field in Dodger Stadium, and Freddie was uh, hugging all the, his old teammates with Atlanta, and his wife was hugging them, and Charlie, his, his young son, ran and jumped into the arms of Dansby Swanson. And it was just a feel-good story last night. Uh, you know, you got the feeling when it happened that Freddie Freeman never thought he was going to leave Atlanta. He always thought he was going to have that Braves uniform on. The Braves didn't sign him. He signs with the Dodgers. The Braves get Matt Olson, who's hitting 400, so they have no problem with that. But then Freddie did what you shouldn't do. In his first at bat against his former team in his new stadium, he hit a, his first home run as a Dodger. Now, it you know, Theatrically speaking, you could see this coming. This was high drama. Oh, look at this. His his team that he loved and led to the World Series title last year, and they don't re-sign him, and he comes on board to L.A. and joins a star-studded lineup. What's he doing his first at bat against his old team? It's a dinger. Now, you're not supposed to do that. In, in the movies, that's great. In real life, that's not supposed to happen. But... Dodgers beat the Braves 7-4 to last night. Look, the Dodgers are going to win the World Series. All right, Dave Roberts, in a, uh, on another show, a national radio show, guaranteed that the Dodgers were going to win the World Series. He's right. You don't say that unless you feel pretty darn good about it. He's right. Dodgers are going to win the World Series. They are so good top to bottom in that lineup. All right, uh, Bats baseball tonight, 6.05, 5.35 pregame against the Iowa Cubs. And again, tomorrow morning, 11.05 first pitch, Bats in Iowa. You can hear all the action right here on the Big X. No Spears on sports tomorrow. No Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison tomorrow. Because of Bats baseball, we will both be back on Thursday. Talk to you then.
Thanks for listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.